I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you feeling a bit animated? Well, come on over to the Wicked Anime Podcast on the Nerdy Show Network, a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to animation, Japanese culture, and all things anime. With a true industry perspective, we're always diving deeper than school uniforms and tentacle monsters. Join us on the Wicked Anime Podcast, nerdyshow.com slash wicked anime. It's Wicked A! The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. It contains content that may not be suitable for all ages, so listener discretion is advised. All Nerdy Show podcasts are made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Discover the many ways you can join in at nerdyshow.com. All right, how we doing, everybody? It's early. It's we're doing well. We're doing a morning <laughs> recording after the Fourth of July, which yeah. is uh, which was brilliant of us. Yeah, feeling a little greasy, but at the same time, like if I could do this all every time, I would still do it. Oh man! Well, if we <laughs> getting this shit done in the morning is great. If we were just yeah. making tons and tons of shit, we're like we're gonna do a day. We're this recording day. We're gonna do one at night, one in the morning, one at night. I think it'd be doable if you had a good four hour block in the middle. Sure. Yeah, that would be. So before we get into our homework, which we've all done, yeah. So we're 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 on top of it. <laughs> no, you didn't do your homework. I forgot. I'm sorry. Really? But I can. I'll wing it. Okay. Give me ten seconds. All right. But before homework, yes. Yeah, sorry. I was talking about GM stuff. The things you like, especially if you play with other groups and listen to other people. Like even like really great GMs get into like some traps, and one of them is creating GM PCs that are pain in the ass. There's a few reasons they create them. It's usually a super powerful character or a character that just kind of goes with you to, to act like another member of your party. Or to babysit. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times they'll create a giant super badass character that you're all supposed to be in, in awe of because they, they really wanted to tell that character's story. And then uh, if you, the party gets in trouble or does something dumb, the GM can just use them as deus ex machina to rescue them. Yeah, and then Neo shows up and he punches the agents and then he flies out while Corn plays. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> we're telling you don't do that you can create characters that join the party for a little bit you know if there's a good reason to like uh liam had ned yeah who was a super powerful character but was set up to fail like that was the idea yes if you're creating one and it's just gonna die and that's gonna be part of the story that you're telling cool that's that's cool too it's not the same thing creating the super powerful character that everybody's supposed to be in awe of they won't be from their perspective you can just say what you want about him and it's true so it's not that impressive and you don't want to steal anyone's thunder the closest i got to it is um we did a a savage racist campaign the main characters were like young goblins and gnolls and orcs and they were about to go through a rite of passage but previously something bad had happened with the previous rite of passage and nobody returned they were kind of following the trail of the three who did it the previous time they found out were still alive yeah and they were higher level than the party but it all went <laughs> it all went cockeyed for me. Yes, because, it all went horribly awry. Yeah, well, not not for the party, but for <laughs> me because uh, I I wanted the party to have a reason to rescue them, so I had them in front of a a force that they just couldn't beat. They were caught out and they get surrounded while the party 
is watching from safety. And then uh, Liam's character runs out and heals their healer. And, <laughs> and now I'm like, well, I, and he's just not going to let it happen. And then they rescue him. And then I was like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. I, I, okay. Well, we're going to, we're going to make this, we're going to make this campaign about how uh, you're now taking over their goal, you know, <laughs> instead of you rescuing them. It, it worked really well. And that, that encounter was, was really fun because it was definitely a situation where like you made sure we knew winning was not an option yeah because they had broken through things and, and tried to make it sound impressive they're like well how'd they even do that and there's only three of them and then i could show them being completely caught out where they just got surrounded by creatures that you'd already fought like yeah. one-on-one and they one of them nearly whipped us and then there was like there's a room with 12 of them we're like okay yeah and then healed their healer and then all they did like a 27 round combat of them walking backwards <laughs> yes walking backwards into a hole and that's where that session ended because i was like i don't know what to do from here so we're just gonna call it i'm sorry but it was fun it but but yeah that's a risk if your characters decide to interact with these secondary side story pcs that are just there to set an example you got to figure that out you got to find some other way for them to bow out of the story you can't let your brothers go down like that though Mm -hmm. so my dm pc story is i had a a friend of mine run a game we've been playing three five a lot together so we run I think we're running five deep anyway, and then he makes uh, a paladin that's two levels higher than us, and we started at ten. <laughs> okay, so it's already a paperwork nightmare. Yeah, because yeah. um, the whole thing is it was supposed to be a, a campaign running parallel to the the main one we were running, and the, with the idea that eventually they would interact. So he makes this just ridiculous paladin, and we're all like, "All right, cool, first adventure. This is great. I'm playing a rogue." I get one-shotted by a troll in a surprise round for twice my health. Oh, God. Yeah, so it wasn't even close. And then, yeah, his character just... His character single-handedly beat it up because it can do damage to it and none of us else could because we didn't have any fire or acid so or he, anything to do. Like He balanced he balanced the encounter around the PC he created yeah. that was too powerful. And also, because it was session one, first fight, it wasn't like, you guys are going to be oh. fighting... A, it wasn't... It, yeah, it's like, right. you guys are going to be fighting a troll have some stuff to fight it it was none of us knew it was coming none of us had fire anything and he's like oh we can't hurt it we can't permanently hurt it it regenerates more damage per turn than we can possibly do to it i don't know his face but i can just see a dm being like well you don't always know what you're going to encounter in a world he's like like, no fuck you you created this and also this is the first encounter we couldn't possibly have known yeah Yeah. and that's also like Mm -hmm. goes always goes back to setting expectations yeah yeah like Mm -hmm. there's a there's this adventure that keeps being reprinted. There's this, there's this two like companion adventures that keep being reprinted. They're enormous, enormous, extremely difficult adventures. And everybody knows that going in. Like if you decide to play this, you know, it's going to be difficult. And it's called uh, there's one called Rapanathuk. And then there's the the sleeping. Oh yeah. Then there's one called the sleeping czar. And that just sounds like a great book. They're amazing. They're so dense. They're enormous adventure paths, but they are designed to be incredibly difficult. And here's the thing to know is that this war, like, The book comes with, like, chapter setting expectations of uh-huh. being like, listen, you can go anywhere in this book, but people live there, and they don't scale. Like, you you know, you <laughs> yeah. you wander off the map. You're going you're gonna to find some shit that's going to instantly kill you. If you don't have that conversation with your characters of being like, hey, just so you know, this is all pre-written, and I'm going to stick to it. Like, if you wander off path, so just think about that. I mean, this is a game. So th- think of this world where everything is more powerful than you, and you know it. You got to march through it piece by piece, but that's something you don't really find in um, pre-written adventures. Is the GMPC 
right? Yeah. Like, like you'll find story characters where like you go into a battle and like the champion of the guard or whatever is so and so, and he is just a world beater, and he's throwing people back left and right, and you're just in awe of how much power he does. Generally, that's happening because you're going to have to interact with him later, or he's going to turn into a bad guy or something like that. It's just to set a standard. Or, or he's going to die and you have shoes to fill now. Exactly. So that's a, a story device. If you're creating it just because you want the characters to be impressed, it's, it's not, it doesn't work that way. They, they don't care. They want their characters to be cool. Or to fail horribly, because even that's more fun yeah. than watching someone else succeed who's made up yeah. <laughs> to, to just make you feel like a dick. The guy that you made up can easily beat the creatures you made up? Wow. wow. That sounds hard. To, you're really pulling out the yeah. stuff. How clever. <laughs> Or you make the world beater who has no fire ability. And then he comes up against Troll. He's like, well, I'm fucked. <laughs> he's just Sisyphus. Then the party has to do something, yeah. <laughs> he's been fighting this troll for years. Yeah. They're both hungry. <laughs> I'm rolling the troll up a hill. Yeah. <laughs> at one point where the troll just be like, can we stop? Can, we just, yeah. can, can I go do something else? That's or at the point the troll starts helping. Like, okay, let's get up the hill. Is this, <laughs> can we end this? It's that scene from the end of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like, is this what it's to be, Jack Sparrow? You and I battling back and forth till trumpet sound. That's actually a great plot device. Uh, just two, two creatures who have been fighting for beyond memory. Maybe there's like a whole mountain. Shit's going down on that mountain, and they're both, like, scavenging for food when they lose sight of each other, and then they come back and fighting each other because they just can't. Neither one can win, but if one of them loses, the town's fucked. You're, like, walking up these, like, deep, like, rivulets through a mountain, and you're like, what the fuck made this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, there, oh, and, and there's just, like, whole sections of trees just gone. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> this guy became a wizard because he saw the troll do some magic. He's like, oh, shit, he's getting ahead. Yeah. <laughs> he'd been fighting so long, he's like, I learned magic in combat. You can imagine what, you. what that guy's diary is like. Of, like, woke up today with a stone about to come down on my head. There's just two, like, giant skeletons like wrapped in and there's like a diary and you're like what the hell <laughs> the troll grew an extra yeah. set of arms today that's an elder scrolls thing where you would find the diary later. oh yeah, yeah yeah i was thinking um step four is in the manual now we mm-hmm. got it out um and it's gonna face rebalances as we go i was thinking for step five scoundrel just a passive that makes their lowest non-crit number uh, yeah, a crit like right so like if you're using a piercing weapon it's normally 1 and 20 are both crits. Well, this makes it 1, 2, and 20 are crits. Oh, yeah. And it makes, like, if you're using a cutting weapon, 1 and 20 are crits. Yep. D&D, Pathfinder, they, they do things where you extend the crit range. You've got, like, you know, 19 to 20 is a crit, and then 18, and then you've got something that can double that, so it's like 15 to 20 is a crit. That's all cool, but it does complicate things for the roller. And I think, but, but I do think we can get there. I, I like the idea that removing your lowest roll. It feels cooler. Well, it's also mechanically much more powerful yes. than, mm-hmm. than just uh, adding to the top end, which is still a bonus, but, you know. But also, I just I also love the flavor of you're, you're a scoundrel, and you fuck up bad. You fuck mm-hmm. up so bad, in fact, that it does exactly what you wanted to do harder than you thought you ever could. <laughs> it's almost like you've been in a place where you fucked up so many times, you know how to angle fucking up to do what you want to do anyway just because you have to you're, you're, you're the bob ross of stabbing it's like yeah. when you're driving yeah, like yeah happy mistakes <laughs> like when you have to drive a 200 hundred dollar car and you're the only one who can make it work because you know exactly like what to touch and everything you exactly know? yeah like you you've been here before i know how to do this don't roll the windows down yeah. the, the car will stall out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hold this wire press this button just pray to the machine spirit is it, do you guys have anything you want to do for, for step five for anything? Or if there's any kind of goal you were thinking of for, for uh, specific paths? I was thinking for, um, like, champion, I think you should start replacing 
they're at wills or or with marksman i think it's gonna be the hardest yeah Mar- marksman like once you're, once you're done shooting arrows we could say replace double uh rapid fire increase rapid fire by one because everybody down the path of marksman has rapid fire right yeah rapid yeah. fire is amazing uh i mean one of the one of the easiest things to do with marksman to augment rapid fire is like you now get your bonuses mm-hmm. that you would you lose and by using rapid fire you just get them now and there's also like you could you could treat it like a ray you know yeah like you just Punch through one, get to the Ooh, next penetration. Yeah, where it would be, would it be full damage, like like a spell, or would it be full damage, half damage, quarter damage, or maybe it reduces the dice tier by half until it can't. Yeah, maybe that works. I think for math, full and half is a lot easier for people to do mm-hmm. in the mainstream than than rolling damage again every time. Yeah. Actually, I, I yeah, or even or even just a thing where like marksman just starts ignoring armor. We already did that. We already mm-hmm. did that. All yeah. right. Um, yeah, yeah, then then if we're going to do that, yeah, you can shoot a ray, and then it's just full, half, quarter, and then that's it. You only have to worry about three. You don't have to keep doing that forever. What if it's full, half, slows? That could be... It could be good, yeah. Because we, we do a third lot of arrow is going to do a lot of damage, but it could do something. It would give you a reason to do it. My my thing is, even looking at like other systems, the way they handle... like high-level rangers and stuff, they just start giving them spells and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, well, like, like, rangers are garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, they've been good. But, but so, Ugh. well, here's here's the thing. Like, is Marksman, is that a half path? No. It's a full path. It's a path. It's its its thing. You I are so much fun with Marksman, I would stay. Right, but I'm yeah. saying, like, what a bit, so everything you have is going to get better as you level up. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely everything. Yeah. At what point is there just nothing more to add that you'd care about in marksman other than just increasing its effectiveness no there's you can always think of, of trick shots mm. i mean there, it has weaknesses that you can just start to to curb to true or like okay you can now fire at things in your face or or mm-hmm. um yeah you can there's always combat tricks and and, and stuff to add i think to marksman that I, haven't been done before because the flavor of mm. I, I guess the reason the reason i ask is how much of that is appropriate to give to marksman versus how much how much of it is appropriate to put in another path that they can go down hmm i, I I don't. Well, I don't know the answer to this. I do like the trick shots and everything. I feel like making each path its own thing is good because people can do whatever they want. They yeah. can go to this. They can get that. They can do whatever. But we shouldn't just set out to make something a half path. No, I. I I'm, yeah. I, I guess I'm. Oh. Com- I'm coming to there because it's like out of all the other one, out of all the other paths, that's mm-hmm. the one where it's like more arrows. You know, like <laughs> like what 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 is a trick shot that you would that you would put in here that you wouldn't put in that. Because if it if it's a sneaky one, it shouldn't be in marksman. Yeah, like it, it 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 should be scoundrel. I get that, you know, or or some kind of thing where if you get somebody by surprise, maybe a range shot can do X Y Z. That's fine, and then you'd pair it with scoundrel to take people yeah. by surprise. I think stuff that like fortify their position, you know, like archer spikes or something, Mo- like shoot and move stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or, or maybe some role play stuff, right? Like some role play passives where you know uh, something about. Being better at uh, ah, fuck it, <laughs> you can, you something could, to be a better at even it. stuff like just like called shot. Yeah, I don't know. The called shot is is very strange to me because like you, I don't think we should do called shots because how well you called it is how well you rolled. You know, like you should always be calling your shot <laughs> every time I you get pull that. it. You know, but maybe like pestering, like making sure a creature focuses on something mm. or maybe like, like area. draw focus to you. Yeah, because you're already really pretty far away. Something like that. Yeah, you could do that. I like fire and move. Like, maybe you can move three spaces or something after you fire. Mm-hmm. Some kind of kiting yeah. mechanic. 
put that bee in your bonnet. Marksman yeah. was the only one I was worried about where I was like, where's it going? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not, I'm not that worried because there's a weird amount of fictional characters who are bowmen who do really interesting things that we could really draw on if we, if we wanted to. Yeah. I guess I'm, that well's running a little dry for me if, for not putting the other extra things in another path is what I'm saying. I get you. And it doesn't matter. It's not like anything stopping you from going right another path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not sacrificing anything by stopping going down marksman. You still got yeah. all that shit. You know, like you, you're still mm-hmm. going to use it every turn. I don't know. Well, we'll think about it. Just stuff that you'd feel, stuff that you would feel attracted to if you've already gone down there. Something that it would make it worth still continuing down marksman instead of branching. Yeah. If you like hold a shot, and when somebody else hits, you you hit as well. Kind of a double. I think you can already do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's something everybody can do on their turn. Mm. It's a good idea, though. Like some kind of sniping trigger mechanic or whatever. I Rather than going sniping fixed position, because that's cool, mm-hmm. but it's less fun to play. I, w- I would start thinking about a arranged stick and move go, like, back, go more into the suppressive fire thing mm-hmm. and the and the the reaction like the reaction shot is the coolest thing that that has because it's not a thing that exists in other games yeah, at all it's true or do or do the thing where like um if somebody swings at you and misses you can do like an acrobatics check or whatever to move that's cool half your speed and immediately fire as a reaction yeah and what if about, you do they're slowed like effects on enemies like if you kill an enemy from 10 spaces away, they can't react. The other enemies would be like, you know, I don't know, not slowed or something, but just a little more nervous about what's going on. Like here. an intimidating shot or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, but okay. That would have to be a scene ability or daily or something, but. Well, maybe. Because, mm-hmm. well, here's here's the thing is that like, should we allow an ability to do that? Because like, well, what if you're fighting monsters? What if you're fighting um, rock creatures? Yeah, right? they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Right. But when I, what, the reason I ask that is because like. Is there a reason you can't do that already? Well, there's a lot of reasons you don't use your daily or scene. No, I mean, is there is mm-hmm. there a reason why you couldn't just say, I shoot him, and since he's dead... I know, scream. Yeah, I, I now... I'm going to do the intimidate. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. just as part of your... Just what you decide to do as your character. That's that's where I'm running into the issues of, like, wait, can't they just decide to do that already? Already, <laughs> yeah. Know, like, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I was just thinking the intimidation effect of, you have a sword... And you see the dude next to you get punched through the throat with an arrow. Mm-hmm. Your sword is three feet long. You know, like yeah, shields are effective. Like maybe if something blocks all the damage from an arrow, so you, something could happen. Or I don't know. We already have banking shot, which is pretty cool. They block it with an arrow, but the arrow explodes on the shield and splinters. Yeah, we could do fragmentation effect. I mean, would you? Would would kinds of arrows be the? That's definitely something we got in. There's no reason not to. Yeah, I, well, I guess the the. Re- Another thing is, like, can't they just buy a different kind of arrow and use it? Maybe that would be a ritual. I would almost say no, because the only people who would ever even think about using them are heavy steps down into marksmen. Like, that's stuff you have to start making yourself for it to be effective. Because there's no yeah. there's no hunter who's like, hi, I would like the frag arrows, please, <laughs> to ruin all the meat that I have. Yeah. Birdshot. Like, uh, yeah, can I, could I light my deer on fire when I kill it, please? Yeah, maybe maybe stuff like like we're treating poisons for rogues. Mm-hmm. It's a thing you can do before you fire. Like if you if you could do an attack action to coat your arrows with a with a thing. What if you at you know step five or six or whatever marksman you open up crafting as one of your mm-hmm. attributes or something? Maybe so plus five. Or you get a, you get a bonus to any yeah. crafting roll. Yeah, because you're gonna want to start making your bow. You're gonna want to start making your arrows. 
Yeah, yeah, you're going to get very specific, like curving mm-hmm. arrows and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so it, we could treat it like poisons for rogues. Or uh, like you can you can say, oh, I want to create these kinds of arrows for myself as part of my path, and then nobody can use them but me because they're so specific yeah. to how I fire my yeah, bow. Who would know? Yeah. Yeah. Or it, or even just making like secondary functions, or because there's the amount of random crap archers actually use in real life is insane yeah like, oh, i mean just the different arrowheads yeah. alone is ridiculous but i was actually i was watching a thing on on olympic marksmanship mm. question was like why do they drop their bow at the end of shots mm. and it's like because they're actually not gripping the bow yeah they anymore they're they're, hol- they're holding it open and they have a loop over and then they fire it and then they just let it the loop angle so they're not they're not fighting the momentum of the bowstring anymore. Oh wow! Or um or the amount of weird things they have to think about. The shaft of the arrow is not leaving directly in the center; it's always on the side. So bows are flexible, so they loop around the bow shaft and they kind of wobble when mm-hmm. they go. Mm. It is amazing when you see it fly. Like, oh my god! No, oh, the archer's insane. paradox. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you have you guys seen the turkey guillotine? No, it's an arrow. That when you fire it, it opens up and it becomes like a, a fan blade. Oh no! Stuff like this would be fun, like net arrows, shit like that. You yeah. Know? No, there's there's still stuff to mine for for marksmen. Yeah, I like the idea of treating it like poisons. Like, well, I mean, mechanically. Yeah. Turkeys are so fucking cool. <laughs> They're so fast. Holy shit! It opens up and spins, and it just cuts their heads off. Yeah, it does. Damn. <laughs> Fuck. So things like like the turkey guillotine arrow. Don't watch that video if you're sensitive. the The mechanics of how that arrow works is is really impressive. Then again, if you eat turkey, mm. that has to happen. Yeah, yeah, and that's much more humane than a turkey. Fight. Oh, it's the most humane. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like arrows that you know, hollow arrows, barbed arrows. They cause bleed. They mm-hmm. yeah, they they pin you, and if you move, they do damage. Stuff like that. Okay. All right, I feel I feel good about that. I feel like I in my head they're, they're working they're, their way into a hole. They're becoming Hawkeye, and I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. You denial of area arrows and shit. Yeah, but unlike Hawkeye, you could do fucking magic if you want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you could. When we eventually do Path of Storms or whatever, you could become Thor with arrows. That sounds actually awesome. that sounds fucking great. <laughs> that, that sounds, sounds amazing. Really cool. So you shoot an arrow and then you call it back to you, and it goes through another guy. <laughs> no, you throw your bow. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I don't carry arrows anymore. <laughs> just just shoot lightning bolts. Yeah, just whip oh, or, the bow around. Or just even like matching arrows. I'm like, what is it? Anytime you shoot, like the first arrow you shoot, if did the thing, and you're just like, okay, this one is going to do the exact same thing because they're called to each other. They're paired arrows. You could become like a, oh, so the most ultimate archer is Yondu from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. <sighs> yes. Like maybe that's the, that's a thing. Maybe that's step 10 is, is that nonsense of just. God, he is amazing. You fire one arrow and it, and it could, oh shit. You fire one arrow and it just stays out for the entire scene, and you can just redirect. What if it that's to do called shot? You don't fire on your turn, but you point out a person, then the next person, the next person, next person, and then on that fifth time, you do take your shot, and it just goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I do like the idea of the arrow that's just flying around mm-hmm. and does. Well, the but then again, arrow. but that is like marksman. Maybe maybe that's the thing you could do. It like like the poison. You put it on this. You're like, here we go. You know, you you could choose like you redirect it with some kind of sound so people can be yondu if they want to. Or you shoot you shoot someone with an arrow and your bow just picks up their blood scent. And just wants oh, the more. homing homing arrow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. All right. I like all of that. We'll we'll talk about what when each thing should come to you. 
let's get into our homework. We're going to flesh right. out this fucking roster of things and shit. Max, you, you said you uh, – what, what have you got? I have a creature that I came up with, and I have a artifact. And then I'm coming up with – Let's want to do artifacts, then – Let's start with creatures. Do you have Let's creature? do creatures? Yeah. Yeah, because we all three have creatures for sure. Because I need to workshop. Uh, I came up with three artifacts. Yeah. I'm just going to talk about all of them, but mm-hmm. um, I want to workshop the potion yeah. that I just well, have an idea for, but no mechanics. Yeah, and, and for the creature, all I did was was bring a vague idea, some vague mm-hmm. mechanic, because of like, well, the tier damage would be whatever, and the oh, health, yeah. the health not, is going to scale. Like, I'm not, I don't have hard mechanics for everything. Yeah, but, we're not statting anything, but yeah. just like, what do you think it does? Yeah. How does it work? You know, that kind of thing. Okay. Who wants to go first? Max, why don't you go first? These are, I call them Kirkin. Can you spell that for us? K-I-R-K-I-N, but we could, doesn't matter. Well, just, just so that, yeah. like, when I'm yeah. editing it, I can write it out. And they're about um, hip high, maybe the size of a key deer here in Florida. Mm-hmm. And they are almost seal-like, but they are on the land. They're amphibious. Almost they, like hippogriffs, almost? Yeah, but they attack with their teeth. They're a, they're a jaw animal. They're kind of like if a wolf went back into the sea for a while. Damn it. Oh, that's cool. So a bitch. Is that what very, I did a very similar. Oh, My, mine's pretty similar too, actually, but okay. not, but but not aqua, not semi-aquatic. Okay, yeah, these are semi-aquatic. They're used as like in this area, like Ketchnarf. They're used as like guard animals. What do they look like? If a wolf was not furry, it was more like seal-like skin, very big in the jaw, wide at the shoulder. They're built for attack otters. Attack otters, yeah. It's but they're not. It's weirdly terrifying. They're not yeah. gelt. You know, they're not evolved in any way like that they're just almost almost like seals right like yeah. seals yeah. are the wolves of the sea yeah yeah very and, much and this is the wolf of both i was gonna have him be brookie but i like a smaller version of brookie but i think i like it as being semi-aquatic as well can they get into boats um i would say no Maybe they could be lifted into a boat but i think it would be hard for them to get into a boat mm-hmm. could they capsize you yes definitely there'd be two or three of them they'd be a pack animal mm-hmm. definitely a pack animal. if you're out yeah. there in a skiff yeah. Where, where do you think they cuz they they probably wouldn't be everywhere, right? Like No, this is their shoreline, river, riverine kind of mm-hmm. leading to bodies of water. Oceanic, maybe there might be oceanic varieties. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's also probably like temperate forest-ish yeah. stuff. Like you're not going to find it in a swamp, like a garbage no. swamp or in a in a river in the desert cuz there's just not enough things around afterwards yeah. for them to to make sense of it. They don't sleep in the water, you know. They're definitely a land mm-hmm. animal that operates in the water. So, do they build dens like otters do? Oh, that would be cool. Don't fuck with that Kirkin den. <laughs> Kirkin den. Do they commonly attack people, or is it just like a... Um, they're, if you're in the wild, you know, mm. if they're hungry, depends on the creature, but they're kind of... These ones in oh, the campaign are acclimated to the people that are there. So, it's more like alligators and crocodiles. Yeah. Like, as as they're like, you just be... Yeah. They're not going to fuck with you, but don't don't fall in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, they're only going to attack you if it makes sense to them. Yeah, if there's five of them and you're just walking through the woods one day. Yeah. yeah. Are they fast? Yeah. Oh, shit. They're alligator fast. So faster than you, but maybe not. They're not cheetah. Mm. Are yeah. they Are they planning hunters? Are they smart? Small pack. Mm. You know, four or five. They get uh, very territorial and stuff, so you don't want to. Right. So I was thinking, like, mm-hmm. um, are they, like wolves where they like have advanced pack tactics or they like javelina where they're like there's four of us let's just move and kill it yeah more that more okay. javelina i don't want them to be just wolves in a different skin right yeah that's what i did pretty much i made wolves. it's a badass thing. <laughs> wolves are just i think in this podcast wolves are one of our favorite well things. i mean the archetype of wolf in an rpg is always there's always a wolf or a wolf substitute yeah if that three-legged wolf hadn't 
chosen to attack Kelton, you probably would have adopted it. Oh, no, in- yeah. instantly. We'd be like, oh, yeah. we got Tripod here hanging out with us. All right, uh, Liam, what about you? Uh, I made spiked sprinters. They're about the size of a white-tailed deer. They are reptilian. <laughs> four long. They have four long, like slender legs, and they move. They move like eight to ten squares around. Are they uh, solitary? No, they hunt in pairs. They are hard to grapple because they're heavily spiked, but they have long, thin limbs, which allows them to be very fast. But mm. they go in straight lines. They they don't really maneuver. So they're almost like a pronghorn. Like yeah. they're not they're not taking corners. No, no, cannot take corners. But one of the things I want I want them to be easier to trip than other creatures. Um. Like they're fast, they'll get on you, but you kind of don't even need to hit them when they're going f- full out. Just the threat of almost being hit, and they'll just fucking tumble. So they're almost like sh- really fast, short neck giraffes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're just long limbs. Yeah. yeah. Awkward. But but kind of, um, you know, think, think of a, a, a raptor mixed with an ibex mm. mixed with a wolf. Dope. Interesting. And wh- what do they look like again? They're reptilian. They're scales. Um, definitely cold-blooded, so you wouldn't find them in extreme heat or extreme mm-hmm. cold. Um, the sprinting makes sense then, cold-blooded. Like, yeah. they just sit out and sprint only when they... Yeah. <laughs> just like alligators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they have, to, they have to move in straight lines, and maybe even a thing where, like, they probably can't even directly run into you, because they, they just can't stop. They wouldn't be able to stop. Mm-hmm. I'd also come up with another idea for a mount. Yeah? Yeah, almost like a, um, like a lobster Okay, that you could ride. With the claws and shit, I think that would be a good Savathian type mount. Uh, underwater, either because we don't have any underwater mounts. Yeah, here. that could be an underwater mount, and they breathe underwater. So. Yeah, uh, I got a uh, Berlina. They are carnivorous horse-like creatures with ram horns and cloven hooves. They travel and hunt in packs, showing uh, low individual intelligence but surprisingly sophisticated group tactics. Murder sheep. Yeah, you made murder sheep. <laughs> yes. They they move to ram enemies and drive them apart so that the bulk of their group can drive through the middle, flanking and scattering the victims, and trample them. Trample and hit them is how they kill them before they eat them. They bed down in plains and fields, entering thick forest only during their migratory period during the dwindling. And they tend to be deterred by artificial structures of any kind and loud noises. Travelers without a pot to bang on might end up as a line of picked clean bone fragments. Oh, but I like the idea that you have a pot, you're probably safe. Because yeah, they just, they're like, oh, no. Ooh, mm. Yep. And that's that's my, that's my, brilliant. Yeah. So she would just have snakes just be snakes. Like, snakes are still snakes, no matter <laughs> yeah, what. Yeah, but, but throw some big ones in, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, snakes have been snakes for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since, you know, the Garden of Eden, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, no. That was oh, and, uh, 6,000 years, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Pre- precisely. You guys want to get into artifacts? Yes. I came up with an artifact. I don't know if it's silly. Silly is great eyeglasses and they just make you see better because i think <laughs> in a medieval world eyeglasses would be like holy shit max i'm wearing those right now i know <laughs> i'm saying a million years in the future when everyone's at medieval technology level if you just have eyeglasses people what, would be like damn what if they work on blind people Ooh, or in the dark so like a blinding effect you could put these on and they would counteract that maybe like you you, you put you put them on and even if you can't see you can now see but if you can see, they make you see better. Like, maybe a little bit further? Okay. I almost like the idea that they do the same thing to you no matter what you see. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe, when, so, when so a maybe, regular person puts them on or a blind person does, it does the same thing, only the blind person can also see. Maybe, maybe like, it turns everything black and white, but you can see in the dark. But if you're blind, they also work? Yeah. I like that better. 
I was just thinking second eyes. People the ability to grind, grind glass would be well. This is this is like an artifact. Like no one, yeah. no one knows who made this. This is beyond yeah. comprehension. Now I think you can. I think because of rituals and stuff, people you can are make pro- them. People are, well, no, I, I, maybe mm-hmm. maybe for Max's case, people can make these. I don't know. That's up to you for the. Yeah. For the I thing. think it would definitely be a ritual. Okay, so it is a so magical ritual, not like some technological holdover. I think you could find better ones that are holdovers, mm-hmm. but I think people would have found them and then reverse engineered them in their own technology level. See, I, I would I would assume that like you could restore somebody's sight through magic, but it's complicated and expensive. But somebody found these and they're like, oh sweet, yeah, and then like, yeah. oh you restored my sight with magic, great. I'm still going to keep these for around for when it's really dark. Yeah, but <laughs> like put that back in our Yandu character. If you have a marksman with that ability who can now see in the dark. What, yeah, what, what do they look like? Do they look very silly? Or are they... Uh... Yeah, I think they'd be big and bulky. Mm-hmm. You know? Like like Bubbles' glasses from Trailer Park? Very bubbles? much so. Wooden frames, you know, <laughs> iron bolts. Like, right. Just, <laughs> they yeah. look fucking ridiculous. Your eyes look huge to everybody who sees you. If you yeah. have eyes. Like, what if you lost both your <laughs> yeah. eyes and you have this giant <laughs> magnified pieces of skin? You, you, you could know. wear a blindfold under them. Yeah, just imagine the idea of putting on a creature that doesn't have eyes, and now suddenly it can see, and it would freak the fuck out. And be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Those blind was it the blind scorpions we ran into? Oh yeah, you just slip them on there, and they freak out. <laughs> yeah, well, they were the lizards, right? And oh the yeah, scorpions the, yeah. were driving. Yeah. yeah, but imagine just putting on a thing that doesn't even have eyes, and it'd be like, "Whoa, no!" That would be awesome. Yeah, and it, it's and you can't you don't like blink when you have those on. Nope, because there's no, no reason to. So you're just constantly aware. Like of of everything in like a cone in front of you. You blink yeah. and close your eyes, but you still see through it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be great. Because yeah. that would it would have an effect on you. You would, you know, mm-hmm. if you no matter what you close your eyes, you'd still see. You would eventually go a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. you could just take them off. Yeah, you could you could wear them while you're sleeping, and it would give you a bonus to being aware. Could you sleep though? Yeah. I couldn't sleep with my eyes open. No, nah, I'd have to. People take can off. do it. Yeah, I guess it doesn't sound like good sleep though. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna, you're not gonna recover your HP. <laughs> Maybe that would be the thing. You're less likely to be attacked, but you're not gonna recover the full. Yeah. Oh, um, I like that. What do you want to call them? X-ray specs. <laughs> they don't do that though. Needs to be something like I, X-ray specs. Don't do that. <laughs> That's true. Gravitas. Oh, but I thought they did. How can you advertise in a magazine if your product doesn't work? The government would do something about it, wouldn't they? So let's think of a name for these Peepers. bad boys. Peepers. You could even like get more esoteric. It would be like uh, McGargle's Glaring Vision. Yeah. I'm down with that. McGargle's Glaring Vision. Yeah. And they just look terrible. They look that's, awful. That's <clears> what <throat> my, my ritual is named like that. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Not McGargle's Glaring Vision, though. Right? No, it's actually, that's what exactly it's called. Well, it. well, actually... Glaring vision makes it sound like it's a ritual and not an object, right? So, yeah. so like, McGargle's vision specs or something. <laughs> the helm of glaring vision or something. So you, you have to put it on yeah. like those fucking terrible <laughs> Oakleys. I like that. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, how a medieval craftsman would recreate, like, something we have. Right. It would just be bigger and bulkier. It looked like the, have you seen those Oakleys that go over the top of your head? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're really dumb. <laughs> You like, to wear like a helmet. Like you ever read um like a 1950s school computer club? Have you ever read about them? Like, the kids used so. to go out with like wood grain alcohol like all the time to like keep it running, and they had to like run the generators and all oh, that. That's fucking cool. Like computer clubs, it was like 
really intense to be able to run these Damn. these giant computers. My uncle was in the Navy during that time, and he they would just take the wood alcohol to run the computers and mix it with like fruit punch because there was like a forty percent chance you'd go blind, so they would just yeah. risk it. <laughs> you know, wood alky, but like McGargle's helm of helm of peeping. <laughs> what are we? Helm McGargle's of... helm of second sight. They could work. Yeah, I like that. It's a helm. <laughs> yeah, you just have to wear it. it doesn't protect you from anything. No. It's not armored. At least not in a way that you'd like. It's okay. You could say that it's uncomfortable, so don't sleep in it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll ruin your sleep. It's terrible. Like, you're getting set up for like a special ops mission. You're all in black, like really slick clothing, and then just clung. Giant chrome dome. Yeah. <laughs> you wrap it in burlap just yeah. so it's like le- less glaring. You put and a weird. hat on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need to do. We need to make. Hi, I'm Jeremy Two Helms. Yeah. <laughs> like, when they make a ranger, they always make them look so cool and, like, oh, they're so fashionable, but they're out in the woods all the time. They wouldn't look like that. No, they they look yeah. like bums. Yeah. Because they are. <laughs> It'd be more scary. like the Book of Eli, like, just dirty. Yeah. So, yeah, what what do you want to call it, Max? McGargle's what? McGargle's helm of... I like... Yeah. Of vigilance. Helm of watchfulness or something? Helm of watchfulness implies that it, it yeah. does something like that. Just because all it does is make it so you can see, like basically you're looking through infrared. Yeah. Well, or um, not infrared. Yeah, like you can see. What is it called with night sight? Is that infrared? But it's still black and white. No. But it but it does reflect infrared light. Yeah. That's so you're not, like you're not seeing heat, but you can see infrared light. Like Mario Tennis on the Virtual Boy. Yeah. Um, if everything's black and white, you could be like the gargle's helm of uh, of monochrome. Oh, McGargle's monochrome dome. Monochrome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sold American. Uh, all right. We need to make McGargle be like this legendary, like, Oh, we can do that. It's what, he's just Mordenkainen, but, yeah. for, but for objects. But his name's McGargle. McGargle. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, McGargle's yeah. the artifact, like the, the artificer, but the, the, the crazy one. The he, one who makes dumb, dumb things. He's like Sahili in magic, yeah. but he makes stupid shit. Like, he's like, what do these shoes do? You can you can walk on the bottom of lakes and stuff. It's like, how do you breathe? I don't. Yeah, I didn't. Not my fucking problem. Yeah. It's like, can I just do. can't I just wear heavy shoes and do the same thing? Well, yeah, but who wants to wear heavy shoes? Yeah. <laughs> but these are these are more comfortable yeah. to walk in. Yeah, you could just walk it regularly. Yeah. though. If you want and they feel like regular shoes. <laughs> these are nicer. <laughs> yeah, they're fashionable. Uh, why don't you wear heavy shoes? Because you can walk out of the lake with these. Yeah, we tried that. It uh, it didn't go so well. <laughs> You get to a like a McGargle like devotee workshop, you know mm. people who worship McGargle, and there's just like dead people at the bottom of the lake in heavy <laughs> shoes. <laughs> like people are singing and dancing around like crafts tables. There's a bunch of uh, animals wearing humanoid exoskeletons that are all yeah. janky that they've built that they're using to test products on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like hey, wear this on your on your glove, yeah. and it's just a dog in a suit. Like what? When you jury rig something, you don't call it jury rig. You McGargle it. Like I McGargle. Don't worry, <laughs> it'll okay. work. Oh shit! This is all McGargled. You're like, yeah. like if the orcs from 40k actually made things other people could yes. use. <laughs> yes. It's like I don't know. For ten Ackies, I can McGargle it or forty, and I'll fix it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's good. Yeah, like a welder is like, I mean, how much time you want me to put into this? Like we could name it after McGargle if you, if you only got 10 minutes. I want the idea of like people who worship McGargle. That's like a demigod. That's it's in. Yeah. We got it. We we created McGargle, just a an inventor who doesn't care how practical their thing is. That's it. It's just that he did it. He's yeah. like, I made a thing. McGargle's monochrome dome. Do, it's like, do you need to walk underwater? Yeah. Then put these. <laughs> but I also need to breathe underwater. Yeah. Come back in two days. Yeah. I'll, I'll have something that works. It's this giant backpack you have to wear. It's just a like... thirty foot tube of like. <laughs> <laughs> It'll yeah. always reach the surface. Yeah. Like, you will never... Oh. Like, <laughs> we're just creating artifacts right now. Yeah, it's like, how? How does it reach the surface? Don't worry about that. It's just, there's yeah, something else going on in there. Like, it'll always be fresh air, but it always reaches the surface. And it's yeah. just too fucking long, It's always too. fresh air, but it's always rubberized somehow. So it, just, yeah. it's, it tastes it, bad. It's so always pleasant. fresh air, but it's always from the same spot. It's not from the air above you. And you're like, what? Wow. And you're just like, don't worry about it. But the tube's still got to reach all the way up. Yeah, you're, but it's got to hit there. Is someone cooking something? <laughs> it, yeah, it just goes to my house. Yeah. What? Why? He farted. He farted. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> That's why he got his name. Somebody underwater. <laughs> Somebody underwater smelled one okay. of his farts. So here's our artifact. There's a rebreathing mask <laughs> that's linked magically to somewhere else, right? Yeah. That's what it is? Yeah. Okay. So you put it together with the boots of walking underwater. It's somebody's house. It's just linked <laughs> to somebody's house. Okay. Um, okay. All right, Liam, what's your artifact? Uh, I we just am... invented four of them right I now. know. All right. Uh, I'm bringing the first blade. Okay. It's a six-inch dagger of black metal mm-hmm. with a very simple... It's just like uncommonly simple and and sleek looking but it's very elegant um and it is a plus two tier dagger and it's vicious which means anytime you do max damage with it whether on a crit or by luck you get a free melee basic attack and it cannot proc off itself okay what does that mean if you crit with it and then you get a free attack and you crit again you don't get to go again ah okay it's not it's not exploding dice yeah but it's only with that dagger you get the extra attack yes Okay, but if you cool. do an attack that involves both of them, you do get the free melee basic attack, but only with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Simple. Yeah. And and a weapon. Too. And it's and it's more effective, or the the thing will happen more, the lower level you are, because you're more likely to do max damage naturally. One thing I want to get into in design episode later, but not ours, is maybe we could come up with like three previous cultures and the kind of things they made that you'll find. Yeah. Okay. Like or or problems that happen that you could blame on them. So like the Savathians, we can treat as one, yeah. right? Like we can, we can do that, and then like Different. something that was earlier than that, and then maybe something even way further than the that. The Guff. <laughs> no, the Guff are the newest ones, and you know that they invented everything. Yeah, but then, and this is from yeah, this is from before recorded history. And in fact, if if the world we have right now is an extension of the current world we live in, mm-hmm. 
this blade exists right now and is beyond measure old already. Right. So maybe maybe like the maybe the material it's made of like there's no it, obviously not using wood handles. No. Like it's probably it's probably a metal handle as well yeah. if it's going to survive, you know, some kind of weird metal. But in in my head it started out as like a flinted just stone. Oh, you're stone. You mean like a caveman made it? Knife, but it's just the first blade, and it just incre- like has just gotten weirder and crazier, and it's just killed so many things. It's like just let me kill more. Oh, uh, so, so maybe it, like it just has a handle made of whatever the last person used on it. It's like a piece of steel that never like or yeah. not steel. Like maybe it is. Maybe it is like a, some kind of flint, right? Oh no, I think it's metal now, but it mm. didn't start that way. What if it's and it's got a thing of its own? Oh, it's the it, first murder weapon. Yeah, it is. Yeah, kind of dope. Sweet. And it's, uh, but one thing I want to have on it is you can't store it. You can't put it in a trunk and then leave it for a while. When mm-hmm. you go back, it'll just be gone because it does not want to, it does not want to sit around. It doesn't linger. You don't find it sitting in a hoard in a dungeon. It has to be pulled off somebody. It wants to be used. Interesting. You always got to have it like in a sheath. Yeah. You just have it. I have it on you. You can't like take a shower. No, you can take a shower, but it's when, if it's stored and left alone for too long, it leaves. Like maybe a month. I'm saying like a, a couple days. Okay. That's cool. I just worry about somebody who, like, you get imprisoned, they take it from you, and you're like, fuck. And they yep. put it in storage, and you're like, well, it's gone forever now. We that would happen, know. yeah. Okay. That's fun. Um, or or you would wake up, and it would just be on you, because you, it knows that you want it. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, I'm back. It wants to do murder. It's just like, what is the best opportunity for murder? Yeah. Yeah. Nearby. If you're no longer the best opportunity for murder, it's... Uh, it would be so pissed if it was just on the belt loop of a caster. It'd be like, Oh, I want to kill. What if it never travels through magic, but like circumstance? So like, oh yeah, so stuff like, just like, happens. Yeah, like uh, like a guard was he, mm-hmm. now he has it, he's like, huh, huh, huh. but he doesn't think about it, and he trips and falls on it, and it kills him, and then it's just like it's in your cell, and, and they like, just sweet. roll. Yeah, just like, like okay. as he dies, it just rolls to you. You're like, okay, like a Final you have, Destination version. Or you, yeah, you you put it in your trunk mm-hmm. it, at your base of operations or an inn, and you leave it for too long, and then a thief just immediately knows like I know how to open that door now, and you're like, well, how do you know? And it's like I have to go steal something. Mm-hmm. The risk of having it would be that if you stored it. If you like put it in a in a trunk for the night or you were arrested and there was somebody who was way better suited for it, it's gonna go with them. In the area, yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta kill them. So to it have back. it, you just have to be No, I, th- I think it, as long as it's yours and it's on you, it's not leaving you. But I mean to keep it, you have to be a murderous individual. Like that yeah. could drive you There would be there would be people who probably swore it off. Yeah. Oh right. yeah, who want who don't yeah, want the, anything the, out of it. Like, but I love the like, idea it's that it's ruined my life. It made you know <laughs> that it could break you out of jail. Like you, you, the, the guard opens <laughs> yeah. the door. He falls, stabs, and rolls, and the keys are just there. And the knife's like, "Let's go." <laughs> yeah, like you're he, not going to be doing any stabbing from here. Let's go. Yeah, I like, like that idea. You're walking out, and it's pulling you towards the door while the guards are like sleeping. Well, I, like, I, I would, oh, I, we're not done yet, buddy. <laughs> I would like the idea that you never actually feel its influence. That shit, kind of shit happens anyway, so you could always blame the knife. But could it have really... a direct negative, like five to diplomacy rolls? No, I don't. Because I don't. Just, it's just in your mind driving you to murder. I don't think, I don't think it. So. I don't think it wants you to kill your friends or like it doesn't. It doesn't want to kill everything. It just it needs to be around someone who is a who's who is Has, going to be okay. doing some killing. But the, right. the risk is it's it's such a good weapon. But you're going out there and you're fighting things that are really really tough and. If it gets away from you, it's gonna. It probably is gonna be used against you. I like that idea. That's a fun one. I, I came up with. Uh, I'm gonna save one of the artifacts because I I, I, I want to think on it a little bit more. But I came up with two artifacts. One of them uh, is a push stone, and it's a small circular stone the size of a hockey puck. You press your thumb to its center, and it will it will accelerate in the opposite direction at high speed. 
And for acceleration, it can move objects under 200 pounds, but it can help to move larger objects or be placed in positions to rotate them or turn them, you know, influence them through pushing. It accelerates the object by 10 squares per turn. So first turn, 10 squares, second turn, 20 squares, you know, it, it, it yeah. just keeps accelerating. Increasing speed by 10 every turn. Uh, for every 20 pounds the object weighs, you reduce, reduce its rate of acceleration by one square. So uh, maybe it doesn't do it indefinitely. I think we we're talking about this. Like maybe it'll do it for um, 10 rounds. 10 rounds are perfect. That's enough to send somebody. Fucking- that's, enough for it to do, <laughs> that's enough for it to do something ridiculous, but not if you let it just go forever, you could do really weird things with it yeah and you if you have a couple of them like that's a multiplier like you know or even just like okay i made a grindstone i put a push stone on it it goes forever i have a mill bye that could be fun and maybe you could you could you know make a glue and stick it to things you know like if you uh <laughs> somebody has that uh the the first dagger and, and nobody like maybe somebody has the first dagger and uh that person in your party dies and you're in the middle of a fight. Somebody's just going to tie a push stone to that dagger and send it off into the, <laughs> the sky. He's yeah. like, fuck. Like, I, we could not afford this thing to, to be near us. And it's going to be miles away by then. And then it, you know, you do that. And then it just, a day later, a bird falls with it in, <laughs> like, in front of you. And you're like, oh, fuck. You're like a bad penny. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, I fucking hate my boss. And it goes, and lands in front of him. And they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that would be great. Yeah, okay. they're like, how did this land in front of me? You're like, there's a complicated there's, thing that happened a, miles away. A bird impaled with a knife with a push stone on it, and you're just like, what? Instant murder. <laughs> it's instant yeah. murder kit. You're like, push stone? Dagger? Yeah. <laughs> Let's you, do this. You kill someone and just send the murder weapon away. I just, I just like the idea, though, that like you're like, oh, I'm going to knock somebody off balance with some kind of yeah. maneuver. I'm going to put a push stone on their forehead and it's going to slam them into the ground. Things like that. Or some monster is trying to pin me and he, he, he steps on me. I put the push stone on his foot and he flips end over end through the sky. Like it, There's a lot of fun things to do to... to it's, it's like it's like an Iron Man retro rocket. Yeah. Like, like just... But there's the a lot of fun stuff you could do where like, ooh, we think this hallway's trapped. Mm. Put a push stone on something and just send stuff through. Yeah, and the, the rate of acceleration needs to feel so like for instance you could you could stop it with your hand but it would feel like it has a gravitational pull in that direction right so it would be like how much would the stone weigh for that to be true for something to push something that's 200 pounds one or five feet right one square Mm -hmm. 190 right probably feels like 100 pounds of force that's a lot of thrust Mm -hmm. yeah so you really throw somebody off their game yeah for 10 rounds which is one minute one minute's a long time yeah Yeah. to just send somebody fucking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> put it on their back they can't quite get to it yeah but but if you put it on like a person as they twist around it like, would fall off well no I, I imagine it sticks to like maybe it sticks to whatever you put mm-hmm. you, you touch it to like almost like a magnetic mm-hmm. thing they could pull it off if they if they grabbed it and yanked it off and then it would it would, maybe the second it becomes detached it just deactivates yeah and falls but it would still be great to launch someone in the air they get it off and then they're like great I'm now 30 feet in the air. This is this is exactly where I need to be. Yeah. <laughs> Would every caster marksman have an opportunity attack on them then? They're just 20 feet up in the air. No. Uh, Everyone just pull. Forced, forced movement doesn't provoke. Yeah. <laughs> but unless it's hazing charge. But I just imagine like, you're like, oh shit, I don't want them to be able to pull. Uh, like maybe one of these fucking rams come at, comes at you. The Berlina, right? You dodge him. Uh, you uppercut him. 
put a push stone under his chin, starts <laughs> starts bouncing, flipping end over end, <laughs> the thing for a full minute. Like you've got a bad guy with like a really wicked like curved sword or whatever. You're like, mm-hmm. oh shit! You just put it on the sword. Let's do let's do five so, let's do five rounds, thirty okay. seconds. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that instead because because one minute you're never gonna find that fucking thing again. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> it's gone. I like okay. So push stone. That just sounds like fun silliness you can get up to. We don't yeah. like the rules of what it feels like, what it does. I feel like that's enough for GMs and players to get creative with it. And another artifact I came up with was his orienting necklace, which I wanted something that I was thinking of, of really useful spells that people use all the time, like spider climb, and how they would be different in our world. Like we could just say, oh, spider climb is a spell that you cast or whatever. But I, to more fun, we should make it an artifact. I think where um, instead of boots of spider climb, maybe a necklace that you wear. It looks like a, a three-dimensional arrow, so so it's like a cone on a rod, you know, mm-hmm. um, that hangs from your neck on a pivot, and then you can spin it like a gyro, like a gyroscope, by putting your hands together and just bzzz, like spinning the rod, and then you would change the direction that it's pointing, and whatever direction it's pointing is down for you and you only. If you fall more than five feet, it turns off. So if you're upside down, you want to jump across, like you want to, you're like, oh well, there's a hole straight up. I'm going to go straight up, and then you orient it so you're walking up the wall and walking on the ceiling and then you try to jump down into the hole that'll go take you all the way to the top it just turns off oh i almost i almost wish you could use it to to climb up weird things that way well, you could fun. you could climb you could walk mm-hmm. like that if it's big enough but if you just want to like jump and fall yeah. all the way it's not going to work it just turns off but that prevents you from falling into the sky endlessly yeah or, or even just falling sideways into a wall like if if uh, the orienting necklace you know gets turned mm-hmm. on, you, you put it on a bad guy, you, you turn it on, you orient it to a wall that's 100 feet away. It just, they slide yeah. for five feet and it turns off. Yeah. And uh, let's see, for, I said it's shaped like an arrow. It's dull silver and heavy. Um, maybe it weighs like a full pound, you know, around your neck. Uh, and the pendant hangs from he- a chain. Heavy, but not insane. As an attack action, the wearer can use both hands, palms together to spin up the pendant. Using a swift action, they can point it in any direction. And that direction becomes, you know, it will orient them in that direction. Yeah, so that's that's all the rules for it. So does it does it spin down on its own eventually? No, it just keeps going. Yep, keeps going. All right. Yeah, and but somebody has to be wearing it for it to maybe maybe a good thing is just to always have it spinning in the correct direction of down. Actually, that would suck though because if you like lay down, it would turn and yeah. it would be spinning <laughs> into your chest. Yeah, but yeah, the idea of of giving it an attack action and swift action things is that it, that that outlines how you can use it in combat to yeah. do, pull off maneuvers and shit. Like, Slish would have loved it. Yeah. Because you'd just be on the roof. That would have helped out. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. That's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Just just simple uh, spider climb rules that... That, are, that isn't spider climb. Yeah. I like that, because, like, Doug's character had blocked the hallway, mm-hmm. you know? If the hallway is blocked, <laughs> we're just making a new... Yeah, you just walk on the roof. Making a new floor, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it for our artifacts for yep. today. I like I like those. Um, I had another one we had talked about earlier. Is it just a dildo? Um, it's a McGargle. Rod of Pleasure. So it's like six feet long, and yeah. it's a lot of... Mine was the... Um, when we were talking about the false face effect, where you have to cut off somebody's face and do all that, uh-huh. I was thinking of an, like a very rare mask that would do the same effect without having to cut off somebody's and walk into somewhere wearing somebody else's face. That could be cool. It's like, I don't know exactly how it would work. Maybe you'd still need their blood or something, but I think something that would prevent you from having to cut off somebody's face would be helpful. Yeah. Well, if, if there could be some negative permanent effect, yeah. uh, like permanent to the item mm-hmm. uh, attached to it that false face doesn't have, because I think cutting off somebody, like if you do like the full witchy ritual and it comes off like it's perfect, you yeah. know, but if you got this mask that you should be able to get by but there's got to be some negative, right? Like, 
like maybe just there's a high-pitched whine always like right outside the edge of your hearing for everybody within like you know just something like that yeah. where it's like really unnerving and it puts everybody on edge or you can't wear it for too long or just it never comes off yeah stop making that face it'll stick that way the longer you wear it the harder it is to get off um i don't know because i feel like that that would almost be a bonus if you're just like i want to be the king of this world now i'll kill him i'll put it on and that that's just true for me now that's mm. true but you still have to have the king's blood and also, being a king sounds really great, unless you weren't groomed for it, have none of the skills you need, Don't and then need to, yeah, and then can't exit and exist as a regular person. Yeah. I do like it though. Um, I, no, I like the idea yeah. of the mask mm-hmm. that makes you look like them, but I, I just want some secondary. Yeah, thing. that's it. Like just some secondary has to be something you can't just wear all the time. Yeah. Well, how about this? It just it does. It fuses to your face, and then it just looks the way it normally looks. So you just have a gro- like gross-looking mask fused to your face. You don't look like the person anymore because it stops working. And it just becomes your second skin. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like maybe, maybe it has a cooldown. Something like that could work, where it will only yeah. last for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. That, that's, a, that's a real limiting thing. Like, only lasts for 30 minutes, and you can only use it once every two days. Yeah, I like that. Like, that alone, I think, is, it makes it so that you're like, okay, well, we're not going to spend all day as this guy. We can't. But we can use it for 30 minutes, and then... What if it smells? It stinks. It, yeah. what, that's just flavor text. Throw it in there. You're like, yeah. And also, it stinks. It's, it smells like socks. Like, that's really... It's impossible to clean. <laughs> no matter how much you scrub it, it always smells like socks. The fucking McGargo version. <laughs> you have to clamp it on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like there's a hologram in front of your face. I like the idea of the cooldown and stuff like that like as a limiter for it. But I don't know, Max. I, it, it, you feel like that that does it? It stinks. It's got. <laughs> I think the cooldown, a thirty minute cooldown, or a thirty minute limit, and then a two day cooldown. That could works. Work. Yeah, because this is like a get you in somewhere, not mm-hmm. become someone. What's it? Is it? Does it look like it's made of wood, like the one from the movie The Mask, or is it like metal? Or I I think this should be a holdover. I think real thin diron. I was. I think it should be a holdover from from a from a tech thing, and it should be. It could even be like a fabric. Yeah, it should be silicone-y, but no one knows what silicone is. It's just gross to them. They're like, and that's why it stinks. Yeah, because they don't... <laughs> <laughs> they think it's skin, but it, it's just silicone. It is yeah. a sex toy. Like, that's the thing. Oh, like, oh yeah. that's why someone would have invented Like, I want you to look like this person when we fuck. It's just like, come off a sex robot. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Can we have a necromancer who has just reanimated like four like AI sex robots and uses them as combat? Like maybe that's what McGargle does. Yeah, he doesn't know what they are, but he's, they must have been really important because they're everywhere. Yeah, they're very, they're, God, I want to. I want to yeah. do a campaign where you meet McGargle now. <laughs> they, this like, is an insane person. Just it just struck me what Max just said. He's like they, they must have been important, or maybe they thought there was a huge war between yeah. robots because there's just one fucking everywhere. You can find <laughs> one of these robots all over the place. It's always this model. Yeah, so maybe maybe like that's a good campaign hook. Like a kid is building an army of robots. He doesn't know they used to be sex robots because all that stuff like rotted yeah. away. Yeah, <laughs> they don't do like maybe they can't even fight. But he shows up with them, and everybody's like, "We've we've surrendered because nobody knows." <laughs> yeah, yeah. A gr- that's yeah. a very fun. Okay, uh, let's get into rituals and, and or potions. All right, Max, did you have a ritual or a potion? I'm sorry. Right. Be- before before we get into that, we didn't name the mask. The mask of. Maybe even just like second skin or um, yeah. trickster's visage, eternal skin or something, because it's silicone. <laughs> C- no face. What do you call someone who's n- does the cuckolding is not the cuckold? The bull. Because the dude is a woman who's getting cuckolded is the yeah. cuckold, right? Yeah. 
makes you a different person for long enough to have sex. Yeah. So what, pretty what do you much it. The liar's skin or something. I like the I like the liar's mask or something. Liar's yeah. mask. Yeah, liar's mask. Done. All right. Okay. And now, sorry, ritual. in your ritual. I was thinking of a a ritual bound to a like sheet of skin or vellum or something. Mm-hmm. You know, parchment, to where you could kill a bird and use its spirit to fill in a small portion of map to like see oh, where you are. Okay. It would be very intense and gross, but useful if you're stuck somewhere. That's really cool. You've been in there for yeah. like a week. You're like, we just need to see. We got to kill a bird and see something. Maybe not even a bird, but any yeah. native animal that would yeah. know its terrain. Mm-hmm. Like because you don't really necessarily need to see, but this creature comes from this terrain. Yeah. Right? If you were in, if you were in like a complex cave maze, mm-hmm. kill a rat, put it, and you're like, you can at least see that section of cave. Maybe twenty squares around you. I like that. So it's not giving you the full map, not ruining a GM's plan. You could, you could, but you could maybe even make it a little bigger. I don't want to make it. Like anti-GM, because you know, yeah. but... Maybe it should be limited to the scope of the animal, because I feel like 20 squares out in the open in a forest, not particularly useful. Yeah, and you wouldn't want, in that case, you wouldn't want to get a bird. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you'd be like, it's just trees. That's yeah, true. Yeah, just see trees. I was thinking of something yeah. that could fly above, but yeah, any creature. Yeah. Maybe so if it, you kill two or three, it could be wider. The scope of its... Uh, territory yeah it's based yeah. on how how far it actually moves yeah so you would be able to like with a bird up top you would be able to see a lot and you're like oh there's a lake over there we can go over there it's, it's a long yeah. enough thing but if it was in a cave the rat doesn't move that much mm-hmm. well but or you'd be like whether well, it went in through this hole which looks like it was made so like a vent or something yeah and you would like they would draw you the map of the vent and where it lets out you're like okay so for, from our position we know that the vents lead into areas over here which means there might be rooms mm-hmm. Something like that would be cool, like yeah. where it's not just a straight up like it draws you the map that your GM's gonna draw you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I but this is like something that is very intense. It's not something you would use every five minutes. Right. It's something that really is kind of a desperation move. Yeah, because most people would be weirded out by cutting open small animals. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we, we kind of did that for our animal messenger. Yeah. Right? Let's let's. It takes a small animal, but maybe. Maybe it doesn't kill the small animal, but maybe... Maybe, maybe. It's something you hook on the small animal and it just fills in your chart for you. You you just rub the animal on it. That, that, yeah, this sounds more like an artifact, though. Like, what would be the ritual? Like, maybe something... I was thinking that cutting the animal, but if we yeah. don't want to do that, we can... Maybe it's your blood from an animal bite. Like, you have to let the animal harm uh, you. Ah, yeah. Like, and then pour the blood over the... Right, and it will lower your max HP for as long as you hold the map. Like you can't, yeah, because it, oh, it keeps draining blood from you. Well, so I was, keep it up. I, I, what if it's your blood that's drawing that's, the map? That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So you, ha- you have to ha- let this animal hurt you. It fills in the map. It lowers your max HP by a d6. So it could you could be okay, but it does not go back up until you clean the map. You have to clean the map. Yeah, uh, for like, your HP to go completely. Back. But you have to clean it in, in clean water. Maybe All that's right. yeah. that's difficult. Okay, yeah, and then you and then you can heal like your your max mm-hmm. HP goes back up, but not your current. And it can be done on like the ritual. You no longer need special like you could have deer hide paper, whatever yeah. it is, or even mm-hmm. just you straight up can do the ritual and then put it on a wall just to be like, yeah. ah, fuck, where am I? What <laughs> if what if what if you have to let the animal attack? Like you have to force it to attack you, and it does whatever damage that animal would yeah. do, and that's what you're lowered by. I like it. That yeah. could be fun. Be fun to because fu- and and now now you don't need a specific map. Now it's the ritual you find. You can create a map on the fly, but you have to either destroy it or clean it completely to mm-hmm. to get your max HP back up. I love that. You just get attacked and your blood spurting on a wall and it's forming into a like. Oh yeah, you but guys you, better be looking at this. Yeah, but then how do you clean that wall? You, you wash it. 
Yeah, but you're in a cave. Like, yeah. You, you, have a, you probably brought water with you. Yeah. And if you didn't, you wouldn't do that. Well, you do that, and then somebody draws the map on a yeah. piece of paper. Or maybe when the blood congeals, like when it crushed over, and then it'll yeah. go away. Maybe. I think you gotta. I think that's the risk. You yeah. gotta. You gotta mm-hmm. do something. No one's ever waited that long because you're like, no, this sucks. Yeah, this sucks. It really hurts. Yeah. Okay, I like that idea. Name that ritual. Something blood. Um, Cartographer's gambit or something. Yeah. You know, like something like um, the bloody map, the lost man's gambit, land of carnage. Yeah. <laughs> Masoch- masochistic. The map of last Chart. resort. <laughs> what if the lowering of max HP? It's a minimum of an hour. It's going to last. Because so th- it's got to be, you, you got to be a desperate to use it. Like, yeah. like, because if you're like, well, I got water, like, we'll just do it, write the map down and then, and then turn it off. Like, you yeah. just use that all the time. Well, hour's fine. Yeah. yeah. Desperate. I, uh, how about the idea that this was made by, like, doctors, like physicians? Why would, why would it be? They were the ones that were comfortable with blood. Oh, well, okay. Well, I was thinking, like, um, this was probably made by a wizard who got lost. Yeah. Like, there's probably a famous story where a wizard did this. The lost wizard's trick. We call it, like, the bleeding world. The blood path. We need to be, make it clear that it's a map. It's something you do to yourself. It's, like, a price you have to pay, right? Like, yeah. What if we focus on the animal? It's a native. Like, indigenous, resident, dweller. Dweller's a good RPG yeah. term, right? The dweller's map. I kind of I like dweller's map. It's so simple. Or like the, I, I would go wound at that point, because you're missing half the, the yeah. dweller's wound. Well, I don't think you need to name the wound in it. You're like, oh, we need to make a dweller's map. You're like, ugh. Because first you got to find a dweller and catch it. Yeah. And then you got to let it hit yeah. you. And the only thing you could find is terrifying. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. You lost an arm. Or you can call it the outsider's price. Something like Maybe. that. I kind of like dweller map. I like that the, I like the, the, you make a dweller's map, but the, the thing you have to give up is the outsider's price. Okay. Liam, what about you? Uh, so I have a ritual called Spalding's Wording Sleep. And in my mind, Spalding is an insane doomsday prepper in this world. He thinks the world is going to end all of the time, and he's been right a couple times. Okay. <laughs> Essentially, you make an area based on the amount of momentum you feed to it, and the first magic cast into it just doesn't happen. You get a full sleep in six hours instead of eight, and it makes a noise when a foreign thing enters it. It's like an alarm. It, yeah, but it doesn't go from like a leaf falls into it. It needs to be you know True. a smaller, larger a creature. Tr- or a trigger you set? Yeah. Basically, cans on a string, sort of. Only it also it makes you sleep better. The whole the whole thought of yeah. it is, if you're a party of two or a party of one, and you need to sleep in a dangerous area, mm-hmm. you're like, how do I fucking do this? And you have to give up momentum to, to do it. Now, how do you experience? Because I don't I don't feel like you experience giving up momentum in the game as like your characters don't feel it as a mechanic. They feel it like well, we have to drain some of our yeah. like life force, right? Like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you have to put some of yourself into this yeah. as part of the spell. And the amount makes the the area larger yeah. i feel like momentum is your concentration like what you're putting into uh, not really no, i think because you lose you can you can spend it for well, things if it's that... based on a dice roll like and then i get an extra dice roll it's like i really focused on doing this kind of thing maybe or in this, in a, like crafting of like rituals kind of thing yeah or it could just be luck you know the yeah. idea that it yeah i, I, I always I, thought of it more as as luck kind of but mm-hmm. but more because again yeah. it's how important you are to the story too it's the the yeah. the amount of a beating you can take the, the it's the force sort of yeah kind of mm-hmm. except the force will royally fuck you if you do well i guess what that's like the force kind of the, the rules of the force are spotty at best what's funny is the last jedi or whatever the last star wars movie that came out he's like do you know what the force is and she's like yeah like do you lift rocks and stuff 
it is kind of that though. Like you kind of yeah. you got to give that to her. <laughs> yeah, it was it was that. Oh, you're raised on a desert planet by yourself. Yeah, that's a pretty good understanding of the force. Yeah, I've seen you, I've seen people use it to do that. That is part of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. it was in fact a huge story moment with Yoda. Right? With yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once you can lift something heavy, then you know the force. Yeah. So probably wouldn't need to create more than three spaces. No. For two people. Yeah. Does it make you invisible? Nope. Or, oh, just stuff, just sets stuff, an alarm. Stuff can see you, but if someone's like scrying into it or send something to see it, it disenchants it. You can't. Someone can't cast a fireball at you when you're in it, mm-hmm. and it makes. Um, and part of it is is like potpourri or incense that kind of fills the mm-hmm. area, and that's what the actual that's what triggers it. Okay. Now is it is it um. The area for the alarm, you'd want it to be bigger than the area you're in, right? If somebody walks in within 20 feet while you're sleeping mm-hmm. and you created it for five to sleep in, yeah, you want it to sound off even though they're not casting Then you spells. had to put more men in it. Oh, okay. It is the area. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it'd be like, we're going to sleep in a closet. You could do that. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. I was thinking just for like doubling the alarm, but you get none of the magical effect. Like doubling whatever the size is you set for that. Yeah. Like the radius is double that for the alarm would be a little more useful. Or it could be way less useful because anything could trip it. Like, oh, yeah. a deer walked through. Well, you, well, not if you set the trigger to be like a sentient creature comes in. I don't think you can be that specific. Oh, okay. Like any, if it's just a creature that large walks through it, it wakes you up. And you, yeah, you need something that makes noise. So you need to carry like a flute or a drum. Oh, that's or cool. something yeah. to 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 have it start, and you need to have incense with it, and you kind of so incense and uh, and some kind of noise. a noisemaker. Yeah, that damn drum <laughs> you never used, or even just a whistle. So just imagine, like you make a little stick thing, mm. you burn the incense in it, you put the whistle around a, a, its mm. cross section, mm-hmm. and then just the whistle just starts blowing. Now, do you think you it allows you to sleep in all of your gear? And stuff like like so you're not going to take any fatigue because it's a magical area that yeah. allows you to rest faster. And then maybe when you wake up, you can stand up as a swift action. Yeah, because you're, you're like it when it wakes you up, it wakes you up instantly. Yeah, the point of it is to to take away from the GM the idea of a, a ridiculous surprise round. Yeah, because you put the time and effort in, and you've mm-hmm. spent something that you're not getting back. Yeah, if you decide to spend momentum to it be like to I be have big. to, I, we yeah. have to rest, and 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 we have to be safe. Yeah, and six hours for a full rest is. It's great. It be worth but it, it, yeah. it, it stops you because it, it was one of the things I was thinking about. Like, if you're a two-man party and you want someone awake and you need to get – and everyone needs to get eight hours of sleep. Yeah, not going to happen. That's 12 hours that is wasted. Yep, not going to happen. That's cool. I like that. Um, what what was it called again? Uh, Spalding's Warding Sleep. I like it. That's cool. And It's just it's just practical. It's just something that you might need. Mm-hmm. And a ritual that doesn't need blood. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're using a lot of blood here. And, <laughs> I'm getting woozy here, man. <laughs> and Spalding is, Spalding is straight up at just a crazy doomsday prepper. Right. Like mage. I was thinking um, I was a potion. It's called Honest Ink. Mm-hmm. And um, you make an ink. And if you write with it, it can only write the truth as you understand it. Uh-huh. Or you could tattoo it on somebody so that they can't lie. <gasps> Ooh, I like that. I Not, do, is permanently though? It's yeah, tattoo. I mean, they can they can remove it. There's ways to remove. You can cut that piece of skin off. Mm-hmm. Maybe it covers uh, an area that's only um, three inches in diameter, like the tattoo. It, it'll only have that much ink, you know, mm-hmm. to to do a tattoo that's three inches in diameter. They can cut it off. They can get somebody to do a spell or something to remove it. Like they could dispel the tattoo, but dispelling I think is that's costly. So more, but the whole thing is, how easy is this to make? I think it's hard to make. I was going to say, because uh, yeah. like, if it's costly to dispel, it needs to be more costly to do. So what doesn't lie besides the iron? We could say you need 
a perfectly straight rod like and, and to create one is is difficult it doesn't have to be large but you need a perfectly straight rod and you need to um maybe crush some leaves on it and shit <laughs> and it destroys the rod like so, some kind of true rod like some, some that's been that's been straightened to be like it, it's a it's a it's a measurement tool essentially about a magnet true north good good luck finding a magnet. well you can make one right yeah just need but iron just something that's non-standard like you do something that turns this rod to powder you pour water in it you mix it up it makes this ink it'll write only enough for maybe it'll write like 500 words or one tattoo or just a, a like a page and a half yeah i mean we, mm-hmm. i don't know how big people write yeah <laughs> you know so be a cool pick and poke tattoo yeah you know you'd put it like you'd see some prisoners that have it you know they use for interrogation but maybe maybe the ritual is incredibly complicated you oh. need you need exactly the right thing so it's not like everybody knows it you have to you have to follow mm-hmm. the recipe precisely or or even stuff like bankers or people who exist in official uh, places mm-hmm. would get it tattooed on them they would get those tattoos and ha- even have it on their face mm-hmm. should be like oh no i'm definitely telling you like i i think maybe it's not that common and this is why you could just get a tattoo that looks like that yeah like it doesn't maybe the tattoo doesn't even have to be in a particular shape it just can't make a, a thing like it's the ink that's important but i'm just saying like if there was a, a hyper magical very advanced Sure. Like bank, and they would do that. And they're like, the whole idea is we, these are real. This mm-hmm. is the thing that we do. That's why you come to us. But then somebody could walk in with the tattoo that they just got mm-hmm. and lie to people. <laughs> like, it did rob the bank. But they wouldn't have to believe it. It's the thing is, the bank that does this actually does this. Right. That's yeah. very important to their reputation. Right. What I'm saying is, if, if you make it a virtue of I can't lie, somebody can just do that and rob you blind. Yes. Only it would have to be, it would be associated with this bank. Sure. So it would be like, you can make a fake badge, too, to lie to people to do things. There's reasons why that doesn't work and why the real ones have weight. Right. That'd be cool also with, like, a religion where people have it. I, I, I guess, I, in my head, I imagine it wouldn't be that common. Because it's very dangerous to force yeah. people to tell the truth. Like, yeah. you know, um, I, 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 the idea that, that it would be, like, something, like, it would be incredibly illegal to put this on somebody. You know, like it's it's. So. I guess that's the problem with role playing. Like, what is it? Tieflings aren't tieflings supposed to be like extremely rare? I don't know, actually. Not anymore. I think. Okay, but like originally they were a monster, so they were very rare, yeah. and then they were a player race, so they became more common. And it's like, ooh, I'm an elf from the high mountains. It's like, yeah, there's 40 other of them in the pub right now. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I've never been to the big city. Like, well, neither have they. Well, this one I was thinking it would be rare because of the. Um, it's harder to do than give somebody a tattoo, yeah. and tattoos a complicated ritual on its own right mm-hmm. i almost think the pen would be more useful because it's sneakier you'd be like yeah could you like could you write the directions to where we're going here use my pen and that's it they like don't, that. there's no you know yeah. but the tattoo thing like you would do if you're like well we're gonna kill this guy anyway <laughs> it's like casting zone of truth it doesn't compel them to say anything you yeah know? they could still just not yeah say they could just not say anything they just can't lie or intentionally mislead except by omission but rather rather than a, like a, a perfectly straight rod i think it should just be like yeah, I'm, a, the components a, I'm not a specific creature's tongue. Yeah, that's not bad. Or maybe maybe a plant that's very rare that's that has a name like the. Uh, maybe it doesn't even have to be that rare. It's just like if you don't know this ritual, you're not getting it off. Like it, it's uh, mm-hmm. maybe a plant that looks like a tongue. Yeah, like a uh, Sandra's tongue or something. You need to find you need to find the plant mm-hmm. Sandra's tongue, and you need to go through a very complicated ritual using. Um, if we just say that the ritual is complicated, and the components is you need Sandra's tongue, you need. Uh, a, Definitely carbon to make the ink. Yeah, we, yeah. You need to you, charcoal. You, you need charcoal. 
Sandra's tongue. Um, and then uh, you should have to make the charcoal though, so you know it's pure. Yeah, you have. It to, has to be very pure charcoal. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Maybe you make the charcoal from Sandra's tongue. Yeah. Right. Like you have to burn. You have to yeah. burn it or whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. you have to make charcoal from it, and you have to use like a fruit of some kind, and then just the ritual itself. And you mushrooms. and pure purified water, which is it's not that simple. Like <laughs> you have to it, water for so so maybe the act of purifying the water, whatever method you use, boiling, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It takes uh, twenty four hours to make with your alchemy kit, and um, the ink itself is an odd shade of red that if somebody knows what it is, they know they know what's happening. They know what's up. Yeah. Or we could say purple. It's like it's a purple ink and that's very odd that that ink could be purple. Or if you know you're like you automatically write a lie. If someone's like, here, use my pen, you're like, okay. Yeah. My hair is purple or something and you'd I, be like I'd yeah. almost like that this be like kind of a secret ritual. Yeah. Right? So like maybe only like really high wizards or alchemists like have even heard of it. But like you'll find it in a cave and you're like, oh shit, we need some of this right now. And you just have, have like, mm-hmm. so somebody in your group has a pen, and that's and we're gonna use that. That stays on them. And then you could break the pen and tattoo somebody in an emergency. That one sounds fun. And that's that's a quote potion because you don't imbibe it, but you can put it on somebody as a tattoo. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, what do, I, I just called it honest ink. Is there? No, I like that. I like honest ink. Okay. All right. Honest ink. All right. Well, that's that's it, man. We did our homework. We did this stuff. Feel good about this? You guys feel good? Oh, yeah. That was great. Came up with some ones we didn't mean to. McGargle is my new favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. McGargle. Yeah. M- McGargle. High artificer. Because he's, he's always fucking high. No. I was going to say Mag- McGargle rogue artificer. <laughs> We're not even just like... What's what's the difference? Somebody's just like outside. It's not, it's not rogue because there's no rules. You know? Yeah. Like, like what if, what is some, something that's just somebody's like completely outside of your... Of the norm. That would be rogue. Would it? Yeah. He's off the grid. He's, he's just a gridless artificer. Maverick. Yeah, Maverick. I artificer. like it. <laughs> Maverick yeah. artificer. Hey, McGargle. You, Mag- Maverick artificer. You don't slow down, man. You keep getting ideas. Use a Maverick. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're just like lost in the swamp and you come across a hut and it's like a McGargle devotee. Yeah, and like, that, what do you need? What do you need? No, it's like you come across a hut and you're like, "Oh, what a nice little hut!" And then it stands up out of the fort, out of out of the swamp like Baba Yaga, but and I'm, then walks for a while yeah. and then comes back down <laughs> and he's like, and then a guy walks out and he's like, "Almost." Yeah, and he's like, "What are you making? A mobile home?" I try to see the grandkids with all the comforts of home. Every time it sits down, it breaks some some wall. He's like, "God damn it!" You could travel with it, him, only, but it's gonna take a long time. It only <laughs> it only walks fifty can only walk fifty feet a day, and you're like, "I'm getting there." We're trying to increase its endurance. It gets tired. <laughs> I hate camping. I hate it. <laughs> I like being out in nature, but I don't want to leave home. That's yeah. That sounds fun. Like like a pitch man is is you find in the fucking forest. You think it's like a crazy witch hut, and it kind of is, mm-hmm. but not in the same way. Crossbows and shit pop out when they attack. None of them fire correctly. What, and they all what, just uh, go into the sky. What, what race was McGargle? Oh, that the name McGargle. It's got to be. I don't know. I think. Um, Maybe one of the like Bayou prod. Yes. What were they called? The 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 Piro. Yeah. He's a Piro. He's a Piro. Yeah. McGargle. McGargle. Yeah. Lives in the swamp. Makes crazy shit that you find. That's the best name we've ever come up with. Is McGargle's monochrome dome. Yes. No, it's the best. Uh, Okay. All right. So thank you everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. We really like creating this kind of stuff, especially now that it's our game's namesake. Yes. Please check out our Patreon. Yeah, check us out on Patreon where we uh, post everything that we make. So if you like the show, please tell a friend. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. It really does help, I promise. And if you got any RPG products you want us to 
check out where we started doing reviews now and we're going to be releasing those also uh if you support us on patreon at the one dollar tier you get all the stuff that we cut out of episodes like these and it's pretty funny uh it's practically a podcast on its own at the two dollar tier you get the character sheets we come out with when we come out with them at the five dollar tier you get all the rule books we make as they come out and at the ten dollar tier you get to create a custom character that fills the cities that we use in our actual play campaigns right now the only one of which that we're filling up for the next arc is Echoes of the Star Crypt because they're going to start in a city. Really looking forward to everybody talking to those characters because they I've looked at them. They're bananas. So again, that's patreon.com slash RPGFS. Also, you can find us on Twitter at Homebrew Hombres. You can find us on Instagram at RPG from Scratch. That's all one word. And we also post updates to Facebook, which uh, is facebook.com slash RPGFS. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.